my beautiful, beautiful rogues. It's me, the Metakiller, back at it with another episode. It's been a little bit. It's been almost six days now. I've tried to keep you guys in the loopy de loop. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I'm back. Um, it's been it's been an eventful couple weeks. You know, starting the new job. Uh, a lot more stress on me. Um, I, I kind of feel like I can't balance myself now. Like before, you know, working where I worked, it was super easy. Like didn't have to think about anything ever. And then you get to this new job and they pay more, but like your brain is on scatter mode at like 99% of the time. So like right now I live off coffee and like energy drinks and I was bad before, but now I'm just really bad. Um, I'm actually drinking one right now, <laughs> now, now to mention it. Um, but yeah, I'm back here again and there's been... I guess it's just like every episode, man. There's just a lot going on, and I feel like I can't keep a track of it. But we are going to keep a track of it today because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, last time we talked about YCS Utrecht. Well, there was another YCS, and that YCS was actually YCS Minnesota, which uh, kind of popped out some interesting things. Um, I, I'm pretty okay with some of the results, but I also, some of the results scare me. Um, also during this episode, we're going to also talk about Magnificent Mavens, the set everyone is going to want to get their hands on. Um, regardless of what you want, you're going to want that set. And then, uh, yeah, uh, we can talk about some of the decks I think going into this next, uh, meta might actually be a little interesting on the rogue side. Um, but yeah, we'll get this started. Uh, before we get this started, I like to do my little shoutouts. Uh, I want to shout out the Scapegoat uh, podcast. Really, still really enjoying the content. Um, every day, man. Every Monday. Um, also would like to shout out uh, Top Cut Podcast. Um, they give me a little inspiration. Um, they're really big. Uh, check them out. They make amazing content. Like, stellar. Like, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. But... It's sad because it's true that Sonny is a freaky worm guy. All right. And let's start on YCS Minnesota. Or is it Minneapolis? I said Minnesota. I was thinking of the Little Yachty song. But no, we're talking about YCS Minneapolis. And we're going to talk about the top 32 because I find this interesting. And you guys are probably get, like your brain's going to spin here for a second when I when I talk about these lists. So this is the first YCS where Darkwing Blast, I'm pretty sure, is legal. Um, so that is going to kind of represent what this format is going to be. So um, our biggest contender was, of course, Terrellement. 53%. So 17 Terrellement decks in the top 32. If that doesn't show or say anything, I think it's pretty clear. Um, we had nine Sprite at like 28.1%, and this is all coming from Septo, so please check him out. Um, I don't want to take any credit, this is all his work. Um, I had three Flounderies, three Flounderies, let's go, Flounder, baby, let's go. Um, we'll actually talk about them later. A Dragon Link, there was one Dragon Link player, and there was one Exo Sister player, so the Exo Sister player I actually am like acquaintances with. Um, so he, when, in Richmond, when I got my deck stolen, he was one of the people who actually helped try to find it for me. 
So if you if you lyric if you ever listen to this podcast, like I didn't even know your name, but now I do. So like, thank you so much. Um, he's an incredible player, like top tier. And um, honestly, the only reason I think he lost is just because he bricked twice. Um, and then also like I I know a lot of people back in my locals who know him. So he is a really good player. And um, yeah, uh, just shout out to him. And then are you ready for this, boys? Thunder Dragon. That's right, a Thunder Dragon in top 32. Um, that Thunder Dragon list is very interesting. It's Dragon Link mixed with Bestial mixed with Thunder Dragon. So, um, so uh, as we go on, we're going to see the pie chart get smaller and smaller to top 16. And our top 16 is... 50% Terrellement. So we have half of the, the still eight players on Terrellement. You have five Sprite, two Fluwanda Rees, and one Dragon Link. Which is, well, okay. So then we get to top eight, right? Four Terrellement, two Sprite, two Fluwanda Rees. Okay, okay, okay. Top four. Two Terrellement, one Sprite, one Fluwanda Rees. Top two, baby. One Fluanderies, one Terrellement. But sadly, the Terrellement one, um, he was playing Sprite Terrellement, which was like a mix between Tier and uh, Sprite, which is a lot of people were on during the beginning. Like when, when the cards first came out in Power of the Elements, I saw that a lot. And I was not expecting to see it again because to me, the deck seems really like iffy. But I guess for. I mean, it, it, it saw a lot of play in this YCS, so. Uh, rip to the Fluanderies player. Honestly, he just bricked. My guy was playing crazy, out of his mind. He was baiting three evenly matched. Uh, that was actually one of the cool things that I saw from this YCS. I saw a lot of players maining three evenly matched, you know? Which is, whoa, okay. Um... And I think a lot of people are going to start maining evenly matched as we keep going because the card is insane in like every matchup. So altogether, really, really, really cool YCS. And some things that I want to take away from it, um, if you guys are still sleeping on Fuwandari saying it is not a good deck, it's not meta contention, it, it literally made it to the finals of a YCS and it should have won. Um, a lot of people are a little skeptical about the Tyrellment player because um, he, like, soft-cheated. But I wouldn't count it as cheating. People misplay. Things happen. I'm not going to sit here and say that he cheated. Um, the the judges definitely should have been watching that a little bit more closely. But I can't say that the guy cheated. He didn't purposely do it. I think he was just an accident. Because, I mean, I, I played T I've played Tier before and, like, Trying to remember every name you use is like remembering like the Declaration of Independence off the top of your head. Like it just does not work sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, at the end of the thing, uh, at the end of everything, uh, Flunder still made a top two. And I honestly, if Flunder would have won this, I think we would have been having a conversation about uh, how everyone hates Flunder. Oh, this is it's a bad deck. And then uh, uh, Konami probably would have hit it. They probably put, like, map to one or something and be like, there you go. Even though they didn't do it for Mystic Mine. But, you know, same thing, whatever. 
Um, the next thing we have to talk about is Magnificent Mavens. Um, so Magnificent Mavens is going to be a scary time for all of us, um, for everyone, because Magnificent Mavens is probably the most important set you will see in six months, seven months. Which is crazy, because if you think about it, we've had back-to-back-to-back crazy releases. So if you think about it, Power of the Element changed everything. Right? Changed, what are the decks? Like Punk Adventure, I think, before Sprite. Sprite releases, Sprite and Tier are the best decks. Like, there's not a single deck in the room that can beat them. Then, with Darkwing Blast, they just get better. And, honestly... Darkwing Blast introduces a lot of interesting cards that people have been using, like the Goatee cards or the Fish cards. Um, and also, like, uh, Fenrir. Fenrir is big. And then the new Pendulum, Draco Slayers. So you have to look at that, too. And then Magnificent Mavens, which, by the way, launches next week, <laughs> next Thursday. Guys, just get, the, get, get this wrapped around your head. Next Thursday. Um... New all reprint of Sky Striker cards. So we're talking Ray, Kagari, Shizuku, Hiate, Engage, everyone, even even the expensive ones, reprint. And they also are getting new support. They have a new Kaiju monster. They have uh Aleron. I don't think a lot of people are gonna be playing Aleron. But uh yeah, it's it's a playable car. Uh Linkage, which a lot of people are excited for. Um, Linkage seems like such a good card. Um, I'm very scared to see what this does. Uh, I don't want to see any more Sky Striker players, to be honest. I I might kill myself if I see another Sky Striker player, but it's cool. Um, then we have some more reprints. So we have the Mayakashi archetype, which is really cool. Um, they got a new card. I think it's called Ghost Meets Girl, a masterful Mayakashi Shirinui Saga. Um, I'm not too big on the Shirinui stuff. I I feel like the Shirinui and the Mayakashi stuff is like synchro 95 times, run through your extra deck, do nothing. Um, I literally unironically played against it the other day, and he went through his entire extra deck and didn't do anything. Like he he did not set up anything that I had to play through. Um, Witchcrafter is out in this set. Well, not out, but it gets reprinted, and they also get some new cards. The new cards seem okay. Um, I won't say that it makes the deck infinitely better, but I will say that it is a good change, and, um, I'd like to see some more, uh, support for these decks. And we keep going down the list. Um, Sword Soul, the entire Sword Soul deck, essentially. Um, I'm talking Taya, Moye, even Iris Sword Soul, which is really cool for budget players. Um, and that's actually one of the decks I wanted to bring up like later on. Is Sword Soul is going to be getting extremely cheap. I don't see this deck after this costing more than 50 bucks, honestly. And it's a really good deck. A lot of it is still seeing a lot of play at top tables. So just, just be warned with that. And also, Sword Soul Blackout's an ultra rare. You're welcome. Some cool reprints, like Yadagrasu, really cool. Uh, Doom Dozer, I'm really excited. Um, Butunful Princess. So, personally for me, I'm playing uh, Godi for fun, like on the side. And, um, god damn, this card is expensive, and I'm so glad it's getting a reprint. And it was really stupid that it wasn't reprinted yet. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Uh, Chaos Hunter, another good anti-banish card. Uh, Mizuki is a really big one, actually. Um, a lot of people aren't talking about this. Mizuki is like a 6 to $7 common for no reason. Uh, Savant Kepler gets a upgrade. Ooh, Savant Kepler Daddy getting an upgrade. Um, I remember when I played this deck. Um, hey, that was when I first started my podcast. I think you probably remember that. Yeah. Uh, Savant Kepler has been a common for this whole time, and they finally reprinted it. Um, a couple other notable ones. Entis is in this set. Uh, another incredible Ecclesia. Millennium Eyes Restrict. Uh, totally awesome. Boral Sword. Appaloosa. Feather Duster. Change of Heart. Um, let's see here. Foolish to Turn. Lightning Storm. That's right. Another Lightning Storm reprint. Triple Tactics. Another Triple Tactics reprint. Anti-Spell Fragrance. Okay, okay. Uh, Skill Drain. Cool. We also have Gozen Match. Evenly Matched. Infinite Impermanence. Ice Dragon's Prison. Okay. And it gets better. No, that was it. It didn't get any better from there. But honestly, altogether, there's a lot of good reprints in this set. Actually, now thinking about it, we've missed the whole point of this set. So, okay, I want you to take what you just learned and throw it in the trash. Because the real reason everybody's buying this set is Ishizu's support. And for those of you who do not know what Ishizu's support is, you you just get ready. You're going to be seeing this shit everywhere. So Ishizu is basically a way to help mill cards. And if there's a deck that can mill cards and it helps them out, it's probably Terrellements, right? Well, good for you to know, yes, Terrellements will use this card. And that's what makes it scary. Another cool part, though, is what I'm excited for is Naturia. Uh, I probably just pronounced that to shit, and I'm sorry. Uh, Naturia is really cool deck. I, I'm a big plant guy. Actually, currently I'm playing um, Sun Avalon uh, Rika, so I'm just like, I love plants, and this is a really cool deck. I definitely will be playing, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Shizu cards are going to be what you're chasing. And from what I've seen in the opening videos, they look a little short printed. So, honestly, it's a little scary. Um, I know all of Keldo, Madora, and uh, Agido, I think, they're all going to be three ofs. I 100% guarantee they're going to be three ofs. Um, and then they have a couple trap cards. I think they play at one. But the monsters are going to be a three of. And I think you're going to be seeing... More tier, more tier, more tier as you get on past um, the Magnificent Maven set. And I don't know about you, but I, I've gotten tired of this shit. <laughs> like, it, it's so boring. Like, just just watching this one dude play on my turn. I, I mean, and I get it. It's kind of like uh, what people say about Flunder, right? But, like, it, it, I think it's gotten a little out of control. And I, and I don't think they're going to hit it because they want to sell this set. So you're going to be seeing... A lot of Terrell events. Um, and I think as a result, a lot of people are going to take a step back this format just from the game in general, which is never good, but it's just probably what's going to happen, which is sad, but you know, what happens, what happens, right? 
And I think some other notable things to talk about with this set is um, a lot of crazy reprints. And I don't know why Konami just decided to reprint all these cards. I mean, I'm okay with it. It just seems a little weird they would just randomly reprint it, you know? Um, last time I remember them doing this, they then just next set just put out the craziest cards. And I think that's going to happen again. Because with the next set, we get the rest of the um, level 7 support. Oh my god. The Kishratala. Um, the rest is the support for that. And that deck is going to be... Mm, I'm going to say it's probably going to be up there with Terrell Elements. I don't know if it's going to be better. Um, but Sprite's going to be gone. Sprite is dead after that set. Um, and that's scary for a lot of people who invested money in Sprite, right? But um, rejoice all you Sky Striker players. Um, you also got your token, which is kind of cool. You probably already had it because you've probably spent your whole life savings on uh, Sky Striker cards. You probably have a Sky Striker, like, I don't know, like, sexualized Sky Striker, even though it's she's supposedly 13. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. Chill out, okay? But, uh, yeah, I... Just looking at the set in general, I think if you have the chance, pick it up. Even if you only pick up a box, right? Because you do, it does come with sleeves, like customized sleeves. Um, I think I saw like Kagari, Alt Art Kagari, um, like uh, Witchcrafter. Like there's a bunch of cool sets of sleeves. So I don't want, I think honestly, it's just worth even picking up just one box if you can. Just for the sleeves, because honestly, it's probably worth the price. I think they're like releasing at twenty bucks, if I'm not mistaken. But I would have to look to double check. Hold up, I'm gonna double check that because this is important information. Oh my god, I can't type, boys. I'm I'm losing my edge. Yeah, here we go. Price. It is whoa. Okay, I was wrong. I was very wrong. Wait, what is this supposed to be retailing for? Oh, it's retailing for like 20 bucks. Okay. So like 25, 20 bucks. Okay. So that's what it's retailing for. Cool. Um, but it's kind of cool. Really excited. Uh, I bet you guys are probably excited for it. But um, yeah, um, I think as a result of this set, you're going to be seeing a lot more Element and a lot less diversity. And that always sucks in within a format because personally I'm more on the diverse side. The more diverse format, the cooler. Like I don't want to play the same deck nine times, but for a lot of um, more competitive players, they love the tier zero formats because it really relies on skill. But I don't also agree with that because at least with this format, because you know tiers literally just spin the uh, wheel, see what you get. Uh, gamble, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that it goes, okay? And um, it's gonna be oh my god, I'm sorry, my brain is on not working today. Um, some cool things that I would like to talk about is um some cool things we've been seeing that I think should be looked at. A little bit more. Um, the first thing I will say, Vernisylph looks pretty insane. Um, I think that deck, as a standalone deck, is good. 
but when you mix it with other earth things, I feel like you could just play like a earth pile. Honestly, 10 out of 10, if someone just, someone make it, okay? Make a earth pile, because this deck seems good. <laughs> um, also, I really, really am interested to see Labyrinth, because I think Labyrinth can be an insane deck if it gets its feet, and I think that comes with how they deal with the ban lists. And taking away Red Reboot kind of puts the deck up there. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what it can do. Um, I think another big thing we've been seeing is time rules. So, this is one of the big things for me. Um, time rules are a little annoying, um, but I don't know of a correct solution for it. And here's the deal. So, the way the decks play now... Um, especially Runic Sprite. Runic Sprite is the biggest example of this. Time cards are becoming essential in the side deck and in the main deck. And a lot of people are just literally scooping as fast as possible game one so they can win in time in game three, which crazy. Um, so a great example, right? Um, in the finals of YCS Utrich, um, you had Joshua Smith and the other player. I forget his name, and I apologize. Um, the other player literally wanted to scoop game one because he, there was no way he was winning the game. And they would not let him scoop because in the YCS finals or in top cut, I don't think you're allowed to scoop. Which, again, that's a stupid-ass rule. But whatever, Konami, we'll buy your overpriced garbage. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems to me that um, this format is really either decided by Red Resonator... Agabi Dragon, Gaga Ga Cowboy, or like, oh yeah, Skullmark Ladybug, which is really stupid because all these decks that I feel are like pretty interactive for the most part. You know, you, I mean, a lot of people complain about like not being able to interact, but I feel like this format you are allowed to interact with your opponent. Like, I feel like this format especially you're able to interact, and I feel that's really great. But also, Runic just slows the game down by 100 miles per hour, and I think a lot of people are going to jump off that engine here after these Shizu cards come out. But still, even if they don't, um, I think the time rule needs to be fixed. Um, there is a big glaring issue that I don't think anyone's talking about, and it is how every game of Yu-Gi-Oh! I've played recently has gone to time. There's not a lot of games that don't go to time. And I think, thinking about it, how do we fix it? Do we increase the time? You can't really increase the time because then you have to think about the tournament organizers, right? You have to think about the judges. Because I know personally judges are not getting paid shit, right? Like they're getting a couple, a little bit of product and maybe like a mat or two. But that is not, what they deal with, that is not worth it. And that's why you don't have a lot of judges. And adding on like an extra you're adding on basically an extra hour of work because you got to think if you extend by 10 minutes, which 10 minutes is light for what I think it should be extended to, then um, you just you just create a whole lot more work. Another like solution-ish would be, oh yeah, so like when time called, you each get two turns. And the problem with that is, is the way Yu-Gi-Oh is right now, Element can take a 35-minute turn. So imagine everyone's done, right? And they're these two going into time, and they have two turns. That one, like, two-turn clock could maybe take an hour. 
And that is just not possible. So there has to be a solution, but I'm not sure what the solution can be. And and that's something I really want to work on. You know, we, we can come together as a unit and be like, this shit is garbage. Why can we not fix this? Let's let's just all play let's all play Flunder so that way our turns end in ten minutes after I get impermed. Okay? That's what I like. And so that was also one of my like you know talk moments. I just wanted to yell at people. Do you like this? Sorry. You probably listen to this in your car. Your mom's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yo, he's he's mm. But anyways, uh some more crazy drama happened. Um Oh god, what what was the other crazy drama? There's always crazy drama that happens in the Yu-Gi-Oh community. I, I will not look for three seconds. And there's more. You know what? I know where to find the drama. I'm going to Stevie Blunder. That's how I find the drama. That's, this is this is literally how you do it. You just you just go to Stevie Blunder and then you find the drama. Ugh. God, yes. Yeah. This yeah. I uh, actually Unironically, I can't find any drama. Wow. Oh, never mind. I found it. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Passiano or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, do we even need to talk about this guy? Unironically, I don't think it's worth my time, but... Um, he's... He's a, a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! influencer? I didn't even know he was a Yu-Gi-Oh! influencer. Hold up. I gotta look this motherfucker up. Cause I think I've seen a couple of his things. I mean, look at his look at his fucking background. His background is like the worst. This looks like this looks like a ten year old child pulled it up in like Photoshop. Like, okay, I'm not even gonna talk about mine, right? Because mine is trash. L- let me see mine. I'm I'm just talking about our Twitter like uh like background and shit. Okay, so mine mine probably looks like trash, right? Look. Okay, can I, can I can I go to my account? Thank you. Yeah. Okay, mine is trash, right? But, also, it doesn't look like it was, okay, okay, I take everything back. Mine looks like it was edited in MS Paint. Um, but, like, at the same time, we're both shit, okay? But he is more shit. But, yeah, let's see here. Oh! That's what it was, MBT. Um, I don't really want to talk about that. Uh, I feel that, uh, that speaks for itself. Um, I'm not going to give that any more attention cool okay sorry back back to Yu-Gi-Oh land sorry i just have to check up with my daily Yu-Gi-Oh drama because you know i haven't checked up on it myself and i i'm learning more than you guys are learning right now because i don't pay attention to this garbage even though i just told you i did but you know yeah uh some cool decks that i think will be interesting next format naturia is definitely one of them I am really excited for that shit. I hope that shit becomes the best deck of all time. I will be playing it when it comes out, when all the uh, Ishizu cards come out. I literally do, could care less about playing uh, Terrellement Ishizu, but Naturia, 100% want to play it. I, I already picked up all the cards. I, I literally went on um, TCG Player and just started buying Naturia cards, which is hilarious. I bet every person that I've bought a Naturia card from is like, dude, are we living in, like, 2013? Like, why are you buying Naturia cards? But, honestly, I think it's going to be pretty funny. Um, 
Also, I think OTS 20 comes out this week, right? Oh yeah, it does. Uh, some Aluber, some Sky Striker Ray. Got some winter cherries going on. I hope you guys pull some stuff. If you get any, uh, notorious sacred trees, don't, don't be afraid to send them to me. Um, to send them to my address. My address is, um, 696 Russia. So just send them to Russia and I'll, I'll get them from there. Unironically, I, I just can't wait for you guys to send that, and then uh, I just get like the the Russian government seizes my podcast and like, bro, stop stop sending the Turia card to my address. But uh, actually, if they did that, that would be hilarious. Some other cool stuff, uh, Soul Forge, Soul Forge. If you guys haven't looked at Soul Forge yet, uh, I just thought I'd go on another tangent because why the fuck not? Um, Soul Forge is coming out Friday, I believe, and it's pretty cool. I I was playing it. Um, one of the organizers at my store, at my OTS, uh, was talking about it, and we played it, and it seems like a lot of fun. Um, they also teamed up with the creator of Magic the Gathering to uh, kind of make it. it. It used to be like an only online game, and then they changed it. And a really cool thing about the game is it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where you have to invest a lot of money into it. You literally pay, like I think, 20 bucks. You get a starter kit, and it comes with four decks, and then you just mix two of them when you play. Like, it, it's really simple, and it's a lot of fun. So, highly recommend it. If you guys have time on Friday, go check it out at your local OTS store. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But, um, that's all I have today. Sadly, uh, I am tired. I am dying. My brain is inside out. Um, I hope you guys can hear that and understand that, uh, my job is stressful. And um, I want to go home and sleep. And that's what I'm going to do. So thank you guys for all the support. Um, Even though my podcasts bring a slight smile to your face, hopefully. If not, I totally understand. I get it. You know, I'm not the coolest host of all time. I'm not like Black Ass Night or, um, you know, myself. I'm just uh, a Naturia card. I'm Naturia Pumpkin. Um, But if you guys haven't. Why the fuck are you not following me on Twitter? I say this shit every day. <gasps> That's what it is. Your boys, I found how to extend the episode. That's right. I found a way to extend the episode. I forgot about all the fucking questions. So if you guys don't know, you can leave me questions on my videos. Any video you want, it'll literally give me an update of like questions you ask. So... One of the cool things is I have a bunch of questions I did not see, and I'm going to answer them now, actually. So, um, here we go. Uh, first off, we have Mac Ken, and he says, on a scale from 1 to 10, how swag are you? And I think the real question here, Mac, is the swag scale does not really stand a chance to how I am. So, okay, so I want you to think about right now swag, right? So what is your concept of swag? I want you to throw that shit out the door and then you think of me, okay? I'm just that non-swag and I'm swag, okay? I'm like the emo girl in the corner of the class that you're like, man, she's so hot. I'm that, okay? I'm just that swag. Sorry, that that was really bad, but you're welcome. Um... Kadaladen says, what's your pet deck? The deck you've always kept whenever play. Um, unironically, Abyss Actors, I literally picked Abyss Actors up, and it's so much fun to play, 
but I never play it. Like, I'm not going to play that shit at Locals <laughs> because I just get clapped. Um, another deck that I have like that is Appliancers. Appliancers are so much fun. I, I've actually played Appliancers more at Locals than I have with Abyss Actors, but it's just a little fun deck that I like to do um, just to play. Um, Ben Izumi says, what do you think is the best budget deck to go into this current format for players swapping from Master Duel to Iron Duels? Well, I think a big thing right now for me, actually with the Mavens coming out, is, um, Flunder is dirt cheap now. You could, you could probably get the whole deck for under a hundred bucks. Uh, Swordsoul, dirt cheap. And if you want to play Swordsoul, you could play like, um, Floodgate Swordsoul, I like to call it, which is what, um, one of my friends did, and he got like top 16 in a regional. It's very competitive. Um, but at the same time, if, if you don't even want to play any of that, right, you can play other decks. Like, you can play Exosister. Exosister is really good. Uh, it basically just says, player, you touch graveyard, like, you do nothing, I do stuff, right? Um, you could play... I gotta think of a bunch of other decks. You could play Sky Striker, actually. Um... You can play Mystic Mind Sky Striker. I don't advise you to play Mystic Mind Sky Striker because I never want to match up against you if you play Mystic Mind Sky Striker. But, I mean, it is a deck, and it's pretty good. Um, the next one, Joshua Eli Lincoln. How do I get into Flunder? You've convinced me. A branded Despia boy. Oh, okay. And now I need to know the ways. So, how do you get into Flunder? So, I always bring this up because uh, one of the big things for me is preventing other people that do it right. And there's one guy who does this shit right and his name is keysby tcg if you have seen this man he is a legend he knows flunder all right i may not always agree with his hot takes because or his decks sometimes just in general but if anyone knows flanderies it is that man, okay? And he will teach you everything you need to know, okay? He will teach you how to out zombie world. He will teach you how to play from a basic standstill level. Um, and that is always great because I know for me, when I first got into the game, I didn't even know I had these resources. And now I know I have these resources. Um, and how do you get into Flunder? My guy, I need, just go, go online right now, okay? I'm going to tell you everything you need for Flunder right now and this is going to give me extra time on my podcast and you're and you're welcome um actually this is helping me so thank you for doing this question so that way i can you know boost my time up so all right right now you can you can upgrade get the prismatic secret rare maps 25 cents a piece that's a three of oh i did not see advent oh wow okay uh you do need three advents i'm sorry um advents are like 22 bucks I mean, that's your most expensive card, right? You need that card. You need one uh, Dreaming Town. You can play the common, but don't play the common because you're not, like, disgusting. Uh, play the super. It's, like, two cents more. Uh, play one Fluanderies and Unexplored Winds. Play the super. You're not disgusting. Uh, you can play Scary Sea in the side, but I think it's trash. Um, I Last podcast, I was talking about how my, it might be good, but I've changed my mind. It is trash again. It is officially trash, okay? All right, here we go. Don't place now. If you place now, you're not playing Flunder, right? Um, you can get Toucan for dirt cheap. You can get Rabina for 50 cents, and it's a three of, all right? You could get literally your one Ultra Rare Token for five cents more than the common. Eaglin, all right? 65 cents, three of, bang. Stree, one of, bang. One cents for the super rare. 
Oh, you can actually... Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Yep. Um, Let's see here. Empen, you can get the super rare for three cents a piece, but... If if you're if you're gonna become a true Philanderese player, buy the secrets. They're like four dollars. Okay, it, it's gonna change your life forever. Okay. Um, let's see here. Don't don't buy again. Do not buy Snow. Um, don't make the mistake I did and try to play Snow. It's not good. It, it, you can you can try all you want. It just doesn't make it good. All right. Next, you're gonna need a Rise. Okay. So you're gonna need a Rise of the Mega Monarch. All right. This shit is dummy cheap now. So you can literally get the ultra rare for twenty five cents. Um, don't be like me though and spend all the money on it. Oh my god! Okay, thank you for doing this. I'm now going to go pick up my first edition Duelist Alliance because I don't want it. Um, the other secrets are like three dollars, six dollars. All right, you can get the six dollars for I think a, like a light plate first edition Duelist Alliance, which is fucking sick. This card used to be a $40 card. I remember when I first bought it, I bought it for 40 okay? So, pots. You always want to play Pot of Duality. Pot of Duality is an automatic 3 of, right? You can get this card for $0.33. Cents. If you go shake down your a random guy at your locals, he probably has three of them. He'll just give you, right? So, you, so you don't even need to order that. Go, go to your locals and just beat somebody up for their Pot of Dualities. All right. Next, Pot of Prosperity. You can play... I, I recommend Prosperity, right? But I get it. Some people can't afford Prosperity because it is like a $40 card and you need three of them, okay? So you can play Pot of Extrav. And guess what? I have good news for you, sir. Pot of Extrav is literally a common in the Owlbass Strike Structure deck because you can get it for a dollar, okay? You get three of them boys, slap them bitches in there, okay? Um, let's think here. You got all that. Um, oh, yeah, Apex Avian is dirt cheap. Honestly, I wouldn't even play this card. But yeah, you can get it for $0.71. Cents. It's a secret. Or a, a super. It's worth it. Alright, let's think here. Featherstorm. Uh, this one might be a little bit more expensive. Let's see here. Yeah, okay. So the common Featherstorms are 5 bucks. But hear me out. This is a win condition, okay, my guy? You literally just flip this card and win. Like, there's nothing they can do. Like, there's no more red reboot. They can't do anything, okay? Um, it literally says, you know, activate monster effects me when game. Okay. So you do that, right? Then you buy trap tricks. Okay. So you can be cancer and trap trick this out. Okay. You can literally get tactical masters like a, a, a two sets ago. You can literally get it for nothing. You can probably dig it out of some dude's random, like dusty ass book bag. Okay. So you got your trap tricks. So that's your side deck, right? Or you can play it in the main deck. I'm not going to teach you how to play. Uh, you, you can make your own decisions, but I think that's a garbage. All right, so let's think here. Oh, yeah, you're 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 going to need Cosmic Cyclones because everybody playing goddamn Floodgates, okay? Five cents, Technical Masters, pull out of some dude's ass, okay? Let's think here. I think that's everything mildly important. Oh, I didn't I, – I forgot out your – I forgot your win condition. The Barrier Statues of Stormwinds. This is the card. Uh, it – it's a dollar online, okay? Don't listen. Just go go to find it. Someone has it in their bulk. They'll probably trade you a penny and a, and a quickie in the back, all right, for this. So you're good. You don't need to worry about it. All right, I just taught you how to get into Flunder. Um, I'm sorry if you just listened to this whole thing, okay? Liam Thomas, what are some choke point interactions for tier Sprite using Fluander best? Okay, so um, some. I'll just talk about, like, key 
uh, choke points. So tier, if you Ghost Mourner or Imperm their kid Kalos, most of the time it ends their turn. Um, now the new card, Rukalos, makes it a little bit harder, but for the most part, you Imperm that, you, you Gucci my guy. Like, they, they have to play some other cards. They, they, they lose a lot right there. Sprite, Sprite, now that is actually one of your hardest matchups. So I like to say Tier is a little bit easier matchup, whereas, um, oh my god, sorry. Sprite is definitely a harder matchup. Um, a lot of times for Sprite or, and or Tier, I like to play going second cards. You load that boy up with going second cards, right? So for example, um, in my main, I was playing three Dark Rulers, three Ultimate Slayers. I was maining them. Because you want to play. As long as you can play, you beat any other deck, right? Um, the tier, as as good of an engine as it is, it doesn't beat Flunder if Flunder gets online. Sprite doesn't beat Flunder if Flunder gets online, okay? You, you just got to get your deck going, all right, and you're good. All right, David M. Kessling. Do you think Beasted can compete with Terrellment? Yes, um, DD Crow is pretty good for odd reasons. I hate Beasted is not really going to see a lot of deck play. Like you're not going to see it as a deck that often. Uh, the ways you're going to see it is you're going to see it thrown in a Dragon Link because God, please stop supporting this deck. I don't want to play any more Dragon Link players. If I hear one more person say, "Oh, free LP," I'm I'm just going to throw punches. Alright, um, but Beasted, yes, it is definitely, honestly, going to be great against Terrellement, and I do think it can compete. Until you get the Ashizu cards, and then you're just fucked, my guy. There's just nothing you can do. We're just in tier 0 format at that point. Um, does playing Master Duel transition well to Paper Yu-Gi-Oh? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. You should collab with the Scapegoats. And that was from Mr. Clean, and I love the reference. If it's a Young Gravy reference, I love it. Um, thank you. And I would love to collab with the scapegoats. I I, I talk to them. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get a collab with them. Um, it's just hard right now with my schedule. But I, I know when we hit like summertime, when I have like a little bit more time, I would love to collab. Honestly, I'd love to play in one of their Jeopardies. Like that would be a shit ton of fun. But I would suck. Um, also, uh, playing Master Duel and transitioning is a little bit different. So, playing Master Duel in general, like, you're going to see not even half the decks you would see in the regular TCG, and the thing about Master Duel and the TCG is people in Master Duel play, like, fun decks, right? Like, they're, they're going to play, like, uh, I don't know, Yosenju and, like, Kaiju, um, a bunch of just random stuff, whereas, like, you go to a Locals, they're probably going to be playing, like, either meta or, like, Rogue. And you may see, like, a couple people playing Numeron, but we don't consider them people. Um, and tr does playing Master Duel transition well? Yes and no. You want to understand the basics. Like, the tra the Chain Links, like, if you play Master Duel currently, uh, when you do Chain Links, it's important to understand how those work. Um, and then, honestly, it's a good, f like, foot in the door. Because that's all you need with the TCG, just a foot in the door. And you'll probably catch on fast. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good transition and I'm glad that they created the game because I, I definitely think it's great for like newer players getting into the game to be like, oh yeah, I've played Master Duel. 
Um, just don't play Maxi when you come into locals or they. they I, I just Maxi's banned. Please don't. I, that happened actually to locals. Our locals. There's a guy came in and um, I forget what he was playing. Um, Sword Soul, but he was playing Maxi. He bought Maxis, and we felt bad because he didn't know. But we had to tell him that Maxi was banned. So that's just the big difference you're going to have to transition is Maxi is banned in the TCG. So that's a little bit different. But yeah. Oh, God. I'm so glad that took up extra 15. Thank all you guys for the questions. Please keep keep giving me questions. I need to I need to milk my way to the top, okay? Do I, do I have any questions? There are no questions on my last episode, guys. What the fuck is going on? I better see some questions or we're going psycho mode, okay? going sicko mode oh okay but that wraps it up thank you guys so much for watching the episode like i said check me out on twitter at uh, meta killer meta ygo um i post a lot of funny memes funny clips uh just overall shit posts i think that's probably for the people um also check out the podcast i talked about in the intro uh all cool people all deserve where they are right now um and yeah, I would love to catch you guys submitting some questions, please, so I can make my episodes longer. I love you guys. Um, peace out. And uh, just remember, nothing. Remember nothing. Drop Yu-Gi-Oh! Play Magic. I'm just kidding. Please don't.